Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly, how are you? I'm good. What's with the shades? Uh, I just want to look cool today. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last time I was here, yeah, I had my regular glasses on. I didn't have my hat. Yeah. And I looked like a big goober. So today, for the benefit of Facebook Live, yeah, you won't be able to see my whole face or the top of my head. All right. So uh, I'm giving those people a break today. Well, you got to play to your strengths and against your weaknesses. So. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to talk. Uh, you know, Speed Weeks is here. It is uh, the NASCAR part of Speed Weeks is basically here. We're just uh, hours hours away, like forty eight hours. But we're uh, <laughs> here to a couple of days away. Anyway, we're going to get to that schedule. We're going to tell you what's coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about since last week uh, NASCAR announced a major new uh, change in its procedure, race day procedures. We'll hit on that. Uh, we'll talk about something called the Gen 7. Know what a Gen 7 is? Uh, it's like a propel pocket fisherman, I think. Something you could buy late night on TV. You know what it sounds like? It sounds no. like a new alcohol product. Oh, not that kind of. No, it's gin with a gin. with an e. Gin seven. And uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna go over the this weekend's schedule at Daytona, so you kind of know what's going on. You know, things switch around every so often, and what used to be on a Saturday is now on a Sunday, and vice versa. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're going to tell you about something called Speed Week Radio. Speed Week Radio. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. And uh, we'll play the birthday game. we got a little obituary to go over. One of the most important guys in racing you might have never heard of. We'll talk about that. And uh, we've got all that more coming up right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, Ken Wallace, Goblin, Kelly Goblin. How are you? I am good. It's here, you know, we're, uh, we're sitting here. Uh, just a couple of days away. You know what's funny? Yeah. Uh, over the last week, for oh. some reason, I've had this, is it voracious? Voracious appetite? Voracious. Voracious appetite? Yeah. That's not funny. No, but oh. the funny part is, is like, 
I'm get, getting like an extra layer of fat on my body for speed weeks. Oh, right. I always lose like 10 pounds during speed weeks. Really? Yeah. How does that happen when they always seem to have cookies and I don't know, because I think it's, we're in constant motion, and there's a stress level and things like that. But I guarantee you... I don't. I, I gain 10 pounds. No, I'm just the opposite. Yeah. I'm just the opposite. So I think as I'm looking at the calendar, my body's saying, eat, eat, yeah. get it all in there, because you're going to need it. Well, they tend to put out that stuff every now and then that you don't wouldn't necessarily make at home, like yeah. fried chicken and whatever. Yeah. And you know what they say, if it's free, it's for me. And so <laughs> it's good. It's free. It's available. It's plentiful sometimes. So, yeah. And I have no willpower. Yeah. A horrible combination. Hey, listen, Friday, uh, thanks. You'll start hearing the noise Friday, uh, 3.30, ARCA has qualifying. Did you know that? Well, well, wait a minute. You got to back that up even more. Yeah. Because Thursday at 4, they have a two-hour practice. So Thursday practice, yeah. ARCA. Yep. And then, well, all right, but they don't keep score. <laughs> Friday, they qualify at 3.30. But then what everybody's really in town for uh, kind of gets started Saturday. Uh, cup pra- There's three, I think I counted, three cup practices Saturday at you, the track. At okay. The track. You, you got your – it's funny on the schedule. Yeah. It says final clash practice, and it's the only, it's the only clash practice. Oh, that's funny. That's at 10.30. And then yeah, they had cup practice ten thirty to eleven. It's like ten thirty to noon, an hour and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it for yeah. the clash guys. Now then, the, uh, everybody else that's got cars down here for the five hundred, they practice uh, from three to four, and it looks like again at four fifteen. Briefly, it looks like <laughs> it can't be long because four fifteen it says uh, cut practice. Then at four forty five, oh, no, I'm sorry, three to four. All right, let me back up. Dadgummit. One to two and three to four cut practices. This, I'm reading the schedule. This wrong. is painful. I know. God. And then, so there is plenty of time. So at 445 is when the ARCA race is. Right. Which saddened me because the ARCA race used to be run fairly early in the day. You know, right, right. Noon, one. That, that way, in case there's, you know, any <clears throat> any any trouble. Yeah. They had plenty of time to sweep Whoa. sweep off the debris and... And, uh, you know, and, and get on with the day's festivities. Yeah. 4.45, Arca start uh, 200 miles. I'm thinking they'll be over probably a little bit after happy hour, I would think, right? Yeah. At 6.30? Yeah. Give or take. Am I going to say it or do you want to say it? <laughs> if all goes well. <laughs> if all goes well. And then um, Saturday, that Saturday, Sunday is now the he- the headliner on Sunday is the shootout, the clash. Right. Now, can I point out the advanced Can, I, can I point out one thing about the schedule? Go ahead. Uh, this is the, you're reading from the NASCAR schedule for Speed Week. I'm reading from the Daytona International Speedway.com schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, on the NASCAR schedule yeah. that's posted, yeah. Uh, for the media, uh-huh. they include ARCA now. It used to be like yeah. ARCA didn't exist. That's an interesting deal because, you know, now, as we may have forgotten, some forgot, they, uh, NASCAR bought ARCA last year. NASCAR bought ARCA. Or they took them in. N- yeah, I don't know whatever. What the, what the transition, what the transaction uh, uh, consisted of. But, but ARCA is owned by NASCAR. They're under the point. big tent now. Yeah. Like EMSA? EMSA. Electronic radios. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'll be done. All these. Then you got Speedway Corporation, which has MRN. MRN. Crown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the, that's a moneymaker. 
So anyway, Sunday, uh, there's two two things actually going on. Sunday, there's Daytona 500 pole qualifying, which basically sets the first row. Am I in there? The 500. Uh, yeah, you got it. Good deal. Okay. A little Facebook Live and yeah. who needs help? Yeah. A one-man gang. Yeah. So anyway, that'll set the first two uh, spots for the 500 and set the lineup for next Thursday's Twins. Then at 3 o'clock, 75 laps, the Advance Auto Parts Clash. 75 laps, 187 and a half miles. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's Sunday, and then uh, then there really nothing's going on until the the following uh, week, and by then we can we can update you on that schedule next week, as if you can't read it yourself. We're killing time here. We got an hour to fill. The uh, track goes dark. That's right on Monday and Tuesday. Not completely uh, though. You know they still have the Richard oh, I know, Petty driving I know. experience. But I like saying. The track goes dark. Then next Wednesday is the preseason media day out there at Speedway in the Daytona 500 Club where they do the cattle call where the drivers go from station to station and they cut promos for radio stations, for the TV networks, for the individual tracks. Yeah, but you know what's good this year? What's good? Uh, NASCAR did all their headshots and stuff already. Oh, so so that's one less station. So that means these guys are going to be more available in theory. Huh? Uh, well, to the media. Well, that's so. good. They need that. Yeah, need to be available. It's who are you be available? Who are you going to target on media day? Media day, media day. I think that's a good question. I haven't thought about it yet. You put me on the spot. I, th- uh, you know who's you know who's going to be popular on media day is going to be Jamie McMurray. Yeah, because he's got a one and done here for the five hundred before he retires to the TV booth. There you go. That's going to be it. Daniel Suarez is going to be popular because he feels slighted. Was moved out of the Gibbs seat. Now he's with Stuart Haas, uh, so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think I'm gonna go uh, naturally, Matt DiBenedetto, <laughs> with the Levine family racing. You know, I mean, seriously, they're gonna be. We're we're expecting a a a step northward northward for them this year. I oh, mean, they've got the '78 Charter. They got absolutely. a lot of the equipment. They're now kind of in the Toyota family. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely so, in. Yeah. They're one of the five factory teams yep. now so and, and it's so hard for for people to break in as owners and it not i shouldn't say it's not it's hard to from the break in as owners in the cup series it's hard to break in and uh run with the leaders <laughs> they you you've had a lot of new owners over the last 10 years but none of them has stuck none has been able to get up front and field a consistent front pack car yeah, but just think about Matty D because I can't pronounce his last mm. name. He he's with a subpar team. He announces he's going to leave this team at the end of the season. Yep. And then, in conjunction with that, as the stars align, you got Casey Kane who can't drive anymore for this team. That's Levine. That's you know a step above the other team, yeah. and now. Matty D's hired to basically drive a factory car. I mean, it's a factory car. I can't. I find it. I'm. I like it better when I can't look you in the eyes. <laughs> I don't feel like somebody's trying to sell me something. <laughs> you think you should I, leave them shades on? I just think perpetuity. I think you know uh, the the thing about that is just the weird twists and turns in racing that that can happen. I mean, like a chicane. Yeah, chicanery. Yeah. Uh, let's let's switch uh, let's switch topics to you know la- late last week NASCAR had a big uh, teleconference 
on rules changes and tweaks to formats and whatever this year. The big upshot of it was that uh, if a team, they are going to go full speed with an inspection process after each race, top two cars, they're going to inspect, particularly they're going to go white, they're going to get a white glove glove treatment to the winner. Maybe the the uh, maybe the rubber glove treatment to the winner. <laughs> Turn your head and cough, Mister Bush, <laughs> and, uh, and and see. Hey, now what's going on here? And uh, and and if and if a team is found to be out of line, league, uh, drastically out of line with the rules of the road, there will be an instant disqualification. Uh, in recent years, what has happened is they take the cars back to the R&D Center in Concord, North Carolina, and around Monday, Tuesday, usually they'll say, uh-oh, this thing, it, and it's been happening, what, about once a year, maybe twice, right. where a car, is, a winner has found to be so far out outside the gray area that they, they, uh, they keep the trophy, and they get all the pictures with the you know as winners with the champagne flowing and the confetti, but uh, they sort of strip them of the win of all the spoils of the victory. But in reality, they they they're the winner in the book. They just don't get the points for the win. They don't get the automatic playoff spot for the win. But they're still by and large everybody goes home that day saying they won the race. And forever and ever, you'll look and see who won that race at so and so. Oh, Joey Logano, even though he was stripped of all the, you know, it happened to Harvick last year, I think somewhere. But anyway. Now they're going to do it. And they're going to they're going to do it immediately, or as close to immediately as they can. They're guesstimating it'll take about ninety minutes after the race is done, but that's uh, I think that's ninety minutes after they pull the car out of Victory Lane because unless they're going to start working on it while it's there in Victory Lane for all the pictures, which they're not going to do. And uh, but anyway, your first uh, your knee jerk reaction to all this, so that they may come back a couple an hour and a half, two hours after a race is over and the dust is cleared and everybody's in traffic trying to get home and say, oh, by the way, the winner is no longer the winner, the runner up is the winner because the winner we called him cheating. What's your knee jerk reaction? My knee jerk reaction is it's about time. Yeah. Uh, you look at IndyCar. <clears throat> how many times does a team get penalized in IndyCar for a mechanical penalty? Don't know. Formula One. Don't know. Yeah. You don't know because it doesn't happen that oh, much. Oh, okay. All right. I was feeling pretty stupid. <laughs> so uh, NASCAR, you know, um, I don't want to say they compare themselves to those two series, mm -hmm. but in this case, I think they kind of are. They're saying, you know, why do we have to put up with all this foolishness every single week? Yeah. You know, why can't these cars come in like they're supposed to and we run a race like we're supposed to and, they're, you know, and you have that uh, feeling, uh, you know, if you finish second or third or fourth, you have that feeling that, okay, this was everybody played by the book, everybody played by the rules. Maybe it could be that NASCAR's inspectors are just too damn good. <laughs> but the other guy over there in IndyCar and F1, maybe they're not any good. I'm, I'm just interested to see who's going to ted you know there's there's going to be one guy that you well, know. sometimes people are outside the the range of the rules or outside the gray area inadvertently sometimes i mean a mistake could happen too i imagine it's rare but it could happen right how'd that get there <laughs> how'd that extra two gallons of fuel get in that car <laughs> well look here um I, I still think they should go ahead and go uh, in the good old days when you can find a sponsor for anything. Yeah, they could have found a sponsor for the inspection portal, or the or we could call it the victory lane portal, 
and it's between the grid and victory lane and the car has to go into that portal out of sight sort of like them injury tents in the nfl right and master team of mechanics with their jiffy lube uniforms on whatever boom they go into portal then one of two things a guy emerges from the portal like Caesar and either gives a thumbs up or thumbs down. Or you could do the whole papal, you know, smoke thing, you know, when they're elected and you put black smoke. Oh, bad news. White smoke. We have a winner. And and he comes out of the portal and everybody's screaming. The girls are cheering and, and, uh, and they go to victory lane and all's well. Right. Except until that time that it's not. So yeah. how do you like my idea? That is just fantastic. But the, but they got to come up with something that can that can put the car in some sort of scanner, like a cat scan of some sort. Like that, you know, they run diagnostics on all passenger cars. Just about any passenger car nowadays, you can get diagnostics run on. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it seems to me that they could put some sort of diagnostic uh, meter on these cars and tell you pinpoint the one area that's out of whack then they quickly focus on that see how out of whack it is and here comes caesar wearing his uh <laughs> his monster energy cap right and he's giving thumbs up kevin's your winner yeah or we're looking at a few things yeah yeah then one day somebody the the tent blows off the portal and everybody sees what's really going on in there and it blows the cover and <laughs> yeah they're having their card game <laughs> portal ideas <laughs> gone to hell so anyway, uh, uh, DQ portal is out of the question. You think I, I can't get my portal? I, you know what? I'm going to pitch that idea. I'm going to I'm going to at the next uh, board meeting that I'm invited to over there at the NASCAR headquarters. I'm going to pitch that idea. I, I think, but you can't just take the winning car. You have to take first and second, don't you? Just to yeah. make sure that the second place car is good too. We have a second bay. It yeah. can be a two bay portal. So imagine uh, they're going to take the. More than likely, they're going to take the top three cars from yeah. the Daytona 500 for a teardown. Yeah. Yep. You could have the fourth place, in theory, you could have the fourth place guy, the winner. You no, well, now you're going to check the third place guy if he's the winner, and now he's down. Well, second. they're going to take, they're taking first and second. Okay. And they're going, the house. they're going to take. <laughs> Next line of succession. They're going to take one other car from the field and most mr random most of the time it's going to be a third place car but uh, it could change yeah yeah so uh depends on who that third place car is yeah if it's chase elliott they're going to give him the third <laughs> he's the favored son go to the fourth place car yeah yeah we, we ain't gonna random you <laughs> all right hey say goodbye to our facebook yeah, live people we're saying goodbye to this topic yeah we'll be back right after this just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back with you'll get that big time auto racing. Know what you'll get big time auto racing, Goblin Kelly? What? Sometimes you got to get a new vehicle, an automobile. Got to change. A lot of talk going on uh, about uh, 2019. These next three seasons are going to go a long way in determining what uh, stock car auto racing will look like uh, when your kids are grown or when we're 
<laughs> my kids are grown. Okay. When their kids are grown. Uh, this year we've got, uh, you know, we got the uh, the cheaters portal coming in, and um, we have a little, a couple other little changes. We've got the Mustang. Oh, big thing this year is the the rules package with the tapered spacers that's supposed to be bringing pack racing to just about every track, right? Yeah. So that's uh, going to change the way the races look, and which in turn they more drama, more suspense, more wrecks probably, which in turn might lead to better ratings or a, a stop in the decline in TV ratings and a stabilization. And that's in 19. That's what they're hoping for in 19. And 20 new NASCAR president Steve Phelps has seemed open to the idea of some f- semi-radical changes to the schedule. We might see a return to uh, uh, some things that we haven't seen in a long time, maybe a midweek race or two. Uh, Nashville Speedway is talked about 2020, maybe 21. Uh, return to Nashville, which everybody's in favor of. Who knows? I mean, somebody might talk them into running the dirt race. Might get another road course race somewhere. Anyway, something's going to happen in 2020, I think, with the schedule. It seems certain. Now, in 21, the third year out, looking out three years, is the Gen 7, Generation 7 automobile. Wow. uh, Is what they're talking about for NASCAR, where you will see, by NASCAR and auto racing standards, a relatively (laughs) radical change in the way the automobile looks. And they're talking about trying to make them look more like the stock version of the vehicles you can buy down at the auto mall right i'm out of breath your turn which is why toyota has recently reintroduced the supra i don't know if you saw the commercial i did not so toyota's got this uh really pointy nose car i mean it's a really pointy nosed car i saw the right whale in the uh the right whale in the pic in the picture in the newspaper this morning off the coast he had a pointy nose (laughs) i don't know i I digress i'm sorry so anyway uh the super design i think you know toyota is thinking Mm -hmm. you know ahead to the future um the supra i think is going to be part of the xfinity this year I think. Okay. Um, so you always bring the car you want to bring to Cup. You start at Xfinity and you do your massaging. Yeah, your due diligence. Yeah. Do your due diligence in Xfinity and then eventually bring it up to Cup. Yep. So uh, they are probably ahead of the game right now as far as that goes. You know, introducing the Supra, which they hasn't been made, I don't think, in like 20 years. Yeah, I've forgotten all about it. Yeah. Uh, so they're bringing that back as a muscle car, sports car, yeah. and uh, they are—they can see the future. One thing that uh, I talked to Steve O'Donnell yeah. one-on-one. Yeah, you know, they're about ten or twelve hours ahead of us. <laughs> I wonder if that's why they're ahead of the game in this. Well, I talked to Steve O'Donnell, who's vice president of okay. NASCAR, executive vice president. One of them. Yep, and uh, one-on-one. And he's, and for a story I'm doing for next week, um, he said, um, we talked to our OEMs. You know what that stands for? Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) The M stands for manufacturers. Original equipment Equipment manufacturers. manufacturers. I hate it when they call them OEMs. They're just the the automobile manufacturers. I know. 
So anyway, he used that he used that terminology, and what he said is that we talked extensively to our existing OEMs, this one, and potential future OEMs. This one goes out to the one. (laughs) Remember them as a great band, OEM. Yeah. So, but I think you you missed the. Oh yeah, he said future OEMs. Yes. He, oh, they've been. See, it. I'm glad. I, good thing I didn't interview him. <laughs> I would have been right by me. I would have been humming. I would have been humming a song. He could have. Yeah, he could. He dropped the big bomb there, didn't he? Yeah. Kind of inadvertently. Yes. He did. Did he? Yes. Did you call him on it or let it slide? No, I just let, kept talking. Yeah. And um, but he said existing OEMs and potential future OEMs. Oh, potential. See, he didn't say that. He said potential. Yeah. So. But, I mean, obviously, they're in a wooing stage with somebody. Pitching woo. Pitching woo, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, three years from now. Yep. Who are we going to have? Who's going to be in there that's not there right now? Tell me. Don't say Dodge, because they've been there before. I want somebody that's never been there. Who's going to be in there? I'm looking at, like, you know, Honda, maybe. Kia. Kia, Kia's, they're getting, you know, it's funny, Kia is building bigger vehicles. Yep. They introduced the Telluride oh, yeah. at the Super Bowl, which yep. looks like a huge SUV. I saw that. Um, you, you know, go to Europe, there may be somebody over there, like a, you know, Volkswagen. Yep. Volkswagen makes a fairly yep. big-sized passenger car. Is that the Jetta? And, yeah, and then also, uh, if you look at, you know NASCAR's concept for the future, going back to the Supra mm-hmm. design. You know that fits more templates around the world. You know that are out there now. So you know what? You'll get that big time. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back with Green White Checkers on the Daytona Motor Mouse. Ken Wallace, Goblin Kelly. Real quick, review what's going on this weekend at Daytona. We got the first real action of the stock car season. Uh, Arca races Saturday at 4:45, Saturday afternoon at the track. Sunday we got Daytona 500 pole qualifying around lunchtime, and then uh, later in the afternoon we got the uh, Clash, Advanced the old, Auto Parts, the old Bush Clash, which has been the Clash to shoot out the Unlimited. That thing's seen some name changes. Yeah, but I'm glad that they went back to the clash. Listen, they would call it the Kentucky Derby if somebody paid enough. Yeah, but the thing is, is uh, you know, the clash just brings back memories of the old uh, Buddy Baker, Dale well, Earnhardt bring years. Back memories, make it a 20 lapper, and let's let's go to happy hour. Be, there's a memory. Um, Speed Week Radio, talk to us. Uh, it's something that's new this year. Speedweekradio.com, by the way, is where it's going to live for nine days, beginning Saturday the 9th, running through the end of the through the 17th of the Daytona 500. To the 18th, actually. Okay. Yeah. It's going to have an extended life period. Let's pray to God that the 500 doesn't extend to the 18th. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that means that, that speedweekradio.com would extend to the 19th. I'll be darned. Um, but um, 
Yeah, so the company that we work for, Gatehouse Media. That's who it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, they have a very uh, energized radio department. Yes. One man bands. <laughs> and uh, so they came up with this idea of creating what they call a pop-up streaming radio station. Yeah. And so on on when is the ninth saturday? saturday so on saturday it pops up Woo-hoo-hoo. and if you go there to if you go to speed week radio you gotta make sure you say speed week radio dot com uh there's gonna be um content 24 7 really who's providing that who's providing that uh, mr ken willis and mr godwin kelly are and doing a others. lot of and many other people yeah um, but uh, on Saturday, at whenever I don't have the schedule, I think it's two to four. Saturday. Two to four Saturday. Could be wrong. Uh, Ken Wallace and I will be live on SpeedWeekRadio.com. We're gonna have an anchor man. We're gonna have a host. Some guy named the host. The host. <laughs> the hostess with the most. I, I swear to you, we'll meet him before it's time. To... <laughs> Mark, Dave. <laughs> Bill? Scott? Jim? Yeah, we got it here somewhere. Anyway, um, it's going to be really kind of cool. As soon um, as we meet this guy. And I'm already extending uh, invitations to people. Yep. Um, so far, we are going to have a guy that's on Twitter called The Orange Cone. Really? Yeah. We don't know his identity, so it's going to be kind of... should be easy to spot. (laughs) Logistically, we haven't worked out the logistics, but he has agreed to appear... I am the orange cone. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we sent out uh, invites to people like Eric Amarola... Uh, Daniel Suarez. Screw that. You, if we're just sending out invites, we're, we're sending out invites to uh, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how many invitations we've sent out. <laughs> and, so anyway, anybody that wants... Mario Andretti. Anybody that wants to join us... Yeah, Tom uh, at, Brady. We're going to invite him. On speedweekradio.com. We'll LeBron be, James. Willis and I will be on Radio Row, as they call it, oh, in the uh, fan zone at uh, Daytona Speedway. So lose about 30 IQ points to join Radio Row, but that'll be... Now, in addition to Ken Willis and myself, you know, manning the microphone, we're also going to have... Turbo. We're also going to (laughs) have... Am I irritating you? (laughs) Yeah. Nitro Nikki Ross. Oh, Nitro. Yeah. Nitro Nikki Ross. And the world's youngest angry old man, Zach Dean, will join us. Zach Dean will be on there, and he'll just be shouting yes for no reason he'll just be shouting stuff because he's angry yeah there's a reason yeah so um so it's going to be an interesting thing and this is the inaugural um uh pop-up streaming radio uh attempt by gatehouse media the first and maybe (laughs) no i'm sure it'll be great rob Connolly is in charge of all this rob's a uh, ball of fire and and I got my faith. I put all the uh, faith I own in Rob Connolly. Right. Yes. If he yeah. says it's going to be, if he says it's going to be good, it's going to be good. <laughs> He's felicitating this. <laughs> Motor so, mouse. Yeah. yeah. 
so anyway, um, it it should be an interesting experience. Should I mean, be. I'm, Might be. I'm looking forward to it, except on our last live day. Yeah. Okay. Now get ready for. The are you are you sitting are you sitting down? Of course I am. All right, we're on live on the seventeenth, the day of the Daytona five hundred, uh-huh. from seven to ten a.m. Cool. Seven, seven to ten a.m. I'm I'm almost ready for lunch at seven a.m. <laughs> I'm fine. I've been up for hours. Not me. Yeah, I am not a morning person. So you try to sleep with my conscience. <laughs> Good luck. So uh, that should be a lot of fun on the morning of the Daytona 500. Hearing me slurring like, um, yeah, y- you know, I, I'm like def- me from seven to ten at night. Yeah, that that <laughs> that first hour is going to be rough. So yeah, you, I'm, I got you covered. You sleep in. Yeah, come you, along. All right. Hey, before we go, before we go to the birthday game, uh, uh, Doctor Robert Hubbard died. Uh, him and uh, him and uh, Jim Downing, whose brother-in-law, basically built the Hans device. You know, back uh, 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, they began working on it, maybe 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, it's that collar that the guys wear around the, around their necks. And they have saved countless lives and limbs over the years. And uh, he was a uh, professor of materials, science, and mechanics at Michigan State University. He retired in 06. Uh, but anyway, him and, uh, him and Jim Downing, who was his brother-in-law and a sports car racer of note for many years, uh, had a buddy, Jim Downey had a buddy died from, you know, his head snapping forward after hitting headlong into something and said, there's got to be a way. And the two of them got together and they developed a way and it was called the head and neck uh, restraint, head and neck, head and neck uh, support. Yes? Is that it? Anyway, it's the Hans device and uh, it is now a common piece of material as common as driver's Man, gloves now and uh and yes and and you just go back if you start in 01 and work backwards and say would this guy be alive if he wore hans would this guy be alive if he wore hans would this guy be alive i would say more often than not if you look at the types of uh injuries uh these headlong crashes that uh, that killed a bunch of people i do believe that uh, the hans device especially combined combined with a safer barrier uh, you could say yes. He would probably be alive. He would be alive. He would be alive. He would be alive. But yeah. you can't do that. So. Well, and, but know. now what you got to do to feel better is to look at what has happened since 01 when they made it mandatory, and then they brought in the safer barrier. And you, you, there's no way to count how many guys would not be with us here today if not for that. But you got to assume there'd be some. Oh, there'd be a half dozen. There'd be a lot of scrambled eggs eggs out there yeah. too that aren't scrambled. Yeah. Right now. So they're... anyway, this guy's this guy. Everybody, every automobile racer. Who, who knows that he's had his bacon saved over the last 15, 18 years, should send flowers to this funeral. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What a pioneer. Well, you want to play the birthday game? Yeah. It's, it's not going to take long. <laughs> this, is, this is a slow <laughs> week for birthdays. Uh, but not. it's not going to be easy for you, though. At least one of them. One of them will be. This one will not. Saturday, Todd Parrott, longtime NASCAR crew guy, crew chief, part of the Parrott family. His daddy was Buddy Parrott, won a couple of 500s, including the Derek Cope 500. Buddy Parrott won a lot of races. His boy Todd won some races, too. I remember him with the uh, Yates team, and Dale Jarrett had, had a good run there. But anyway, Todd Parrott's birthday is Saturday. His brother is Brad Parrott, who's also been in the NASCAR family for many years. He's also been in the Parrott family of many years. Not as many as Buddy as Todd. Todd's been in the Parrott family for how many years, Godwin? <laughs> 
God, I lost track. It's like a shell game. You yeah. mentioned three guys. Yeah. Okay. I'm so we're... About Todd. Todd, you should sound like Mr. Haney. <laughs> talk, what are you going to do on this last stop? Well, we're not really sure. <laughs> we're going to take. You got to take two tires or four tires, Todd. Well, we're thinking about taking three. <laughs> so throw them off. Mr. Douglas. <laughs> Stop. Now, come on now. Todd Parrott. Let's go. Time's a wasting. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So, Todd Parrott, yeah. um, I would say 62. 55. That's bad for you. This one's last one. Uh, next Tuesday, Brad Keselowski. Keselowski, 36. 35. You're darn close. All right. Good. All right. Well, look for Speed Week Radio starting this Saturday. Uh, DaytonaMotorMouse.com, SpeedWeekRadio.com. I'm Ken Willis. That's Goblin Kelly. Anything you want to say before we go? Uh, let's have a good Speed Week. Talk about you and me personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. All right. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.